to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Hi. Thanks for coming tonight. We're really happy to be here with Mississippi Flanagan. Thanks, folks. So that first song was written by our dear Al Day. Yes, the man with the, uh, the uh, playing card guitar strap and the Mickey Mouse socks. OK, get this out of the way. There you go. Yeah, because if you're on the radio, wear some vanity socks. Anything visual. So we're going to do a song here that we've just kind of uh, begun doing uh, out of uh, delight. <laughs> and it was a song that uh, 
I had written uh, some years ago for a fellow who had wanted to play guitar at the reception after his own wedding here in Madison, Wisconsin, out in his backyard. And he was, uh, I'm looking at my tuner because I'm tuning a 12-string while I'm talking to you, yes. So he uh, had learned a couple of songs and uh, had one more he wanted to do, but he was struggling. So uh, I had Wednesday, it was Wednesday before the wedding, and I quickly uh, thought of a Woody Guthrie song, a perfect Woody Guthrie song for him to play at his own wedding. So he was on his way over, and I had to put the record on, and I listened to it, and I realized, oh no, it's a song about a guy who's going to be hung in the morning. <laughs> so had a quick change uh, plan there. So I scribbled down some verses from all my folk, you know, knowledge, which isn't much, <laughs> as you're going to hear. But uh, I finished the song and uh, taught it to him. He played it at his own wedding. And uh, so uh, we began performing the song uh, in various forms. And people in the audience said, yeah, I remember singing that one in college. Yeah, well, they hadn't. <laughs> but maybe you'll remember it. Hear the cold wind blow It's howling around by midnight Hear the cold wind blow Let's sing it together
Thank you. You guys, you guys don't really need mics. Mike, you told me that before. Oh, well, it's for our I didn't fantasy. Believe you. It's our fantasy to be like the who. <laughs> the, the acoustic who. Well, you're going to have to bloody your hand. I, it may happen yet. Right? Bloody happen. hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, he, he did that the last job already. Oh, did? oh I heard about that. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike and Patty McDougall are here. Al Day and Midge Brzezowski, welcome. Thank you. To Madison. Well, it's good to be here. Thanks for that special lyric. Did, was that lyric in that song forever and we just got lucky? Or? No, I just wrote it this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> in honor of you. <laughs> Thank you. I thought that was, might have been too big a coincidence. <laughs> you have been in this business a long time. Oh, God. Damn it. It is just for future reference for, you know, if this ends up in a, in a capsule somewhere underground. This is Tuesday, October 20, 2009. Okay, there I said it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you set yourself above us. You know the date. <laughs> Are you ready, Al? Do we want the electric on this? No. Okay, good. No <laughs> Believe me, we're ready. Take my yacht, me Portuguese, by the way. <laughs> it sure was pretty, but I, yeah, that's Portuguese. Okay. <laughs> Feel a little it smarter is. now. So how long have you guys been together? We were just talking about that. Uh, Midge and I started playing together, hold on, 40 years ago no. this month. And uh, 
Al joined the group. That was 1969, by the way, <laughs> if you don't remember. If I don't remember. <laughs> and Al joined the group. Uh, originally, it was Midge, Mike, and Tim. And my brother Tim was our bass player. And then uh, we became Mississippi Flanagan in the summer of 71. And uh, blah, blah. Tim went away to become a Benedictine monk, and we split up. We reunited at the end of 72, and Al joined. Yeah. And we became this. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there you go. It's been a while. And then we broke up for 35 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I was going to say, you know, that happens to every band I know. You know, someone leaves and becomes a Benedictine monk. Yeah. And that, that, it's the same old story. Right. Yeah. That, time and time well, again. You no, know, that was one of the things about selecting me. There was no possibility of me becoming a Benedictine monk. <laughs> you didn't have the clothes? So they were no, safe no. with you. And, yeah. 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 I have to tell you that uh, the reason Al got in the group... Is, uh, we had actually had a bass player to replace my brother, and his name was Jack Burchill. And he was from a group called the Delvets, which apparently had a regional hit in the 60s. I, some, I don't know. He looked like one of the Allman brothers, though. He was super cool, yeah. way too cool for me and Midge. <laughs> and uh, Al was sitting in with us at a gig uh, uh, out in the west side of Chicago, and uh, I broke a string. Uh, you missed it, but during the warm-up, I broke, I hope, my string for the night. And... Uh, while I, I was repairing my string, Al started telling the audience about the Partridge family. And everyone was so delighted, we decided to keep him in the band so that he could tell that story over and over again. And uh, <laughs> consequently, he did learn the songs down the road. And uh, Al actually is our, 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 basically our resident songwriter, although we're all writing nowadays. Yeah. So uh, we basically have a lot of stuff coming out of this group. Gosh, I kind of want to know that story, but I probably shouldn't ask about it, should I? What is this? <laughs> The Partridge Family story? You know, he, I have Al no memory remember. of ever saying this. That's the thing. <laughs> Michael come up and say, it was the funniest thing I ever heard, my, and I don't have any memory of it at all. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, it was something, something about, something odd about, you know, about Shirley Jones, I think, but, you know, uh -huh. but I, I don't remember it. You know, it's, it's, it's that old thing about the 60s, you know, if you remember the 60s, you weren't really there. Uh -huh. you know, so... A similar thing. <laughs> well, we want to sing a song here that uh, um, Midge is going to play guitar. Now, Midge never played guitar at Mississippi Flanagan, but she's always played guitar. So we've been kind of rolling her in here. Uh, and she was a big uh, Joan Baez fan and uh, still is. Are you? She's not she, the only person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like that. But she Midge has, has songs I can play. Well, that's what I was going to say. She has the songbook. So, I um, mean, you know, if I could play Charlie Christian, I would, you know, <laughs> I just can't do it. This is a song called Lady Mary. Everybody's waiting for me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Came from his palace ground. Came to my cottage door His words were few But his looks Will linger forevermore Look in his sad dark eyes More tender than words could be I was nothing world to me there in her garden she stands 
same line I uh, just love remembering uh, we, we used to play a lot of kind of brawling bars in Chicago uh, not intentionally but you know that's the way it was in the folk scene in the 70s and you played bars five nights a week sometimes we were a house band at a place called the Bulls on Lincoln Avenue and played uh, from 9:30 at night till 4 in the morning and on Saturdays till 5 we were kids you know 21 22 long nights you know, a lot of songs and a lot, of, a lot of shouting, really. You know, we did a lot of shouting at those kind of bars. But uh, I always loved it when Midge would sing these traditional songs. And this is a song that, while she's been playing it for years, we just uh, worked this up last, when we first got back together uh, about a year and a half ago, a little over. This is one of the first songs that we kind of tackled and thought, you know, let's do this. This is cool. It's a song called Jordy. Thank you. 
Jordy never stole no cow nor cat. He never hurted any. Stole sixteen of the king's royal deer, and he sold them. Babies have I born The third lies in my body I'd freely part with them everyone If you'd spare the life of Jordan The judge looked over his left shoulder He said, fair maid, I'm he said, fair maid, you must be gone I cannot pardon Jordy That reminds me a lot of uh, you guys. Remind me so much of like it'd be a cross between the uh, the Kingston Trio, the P- Peter Paul and Mary meets Dan Hicks. <laughs> and uh, we used to say it was uh, uh, Peter Paul and Mary meets uh, uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Well, you guys, you were saying you were you guys have been really busy lately. Yes. Yeah, we have. Um, uh, we just did a, a we're be, somebody shoot a filmmaker in Chicago, uh, Gary Grasinski from uh, Grayson Media is shooting a, a documentary. I'm not sure what he's thinking, but apparently it's uh, we've done interviews and uh, uh, rehearsal footage last weekend. We did a show down at the uh, World Folk Music Company in Beverly on the south side of Chicago, and okay. he shot that. Uh, then we went and played uh, at uh, WNUR on Northwestern's campus Sunday night and. Uh, Sunday morning, it <laughs> seemed like night. <laughs> uh, and then we came here. Uh, so it's been a busy weekend. Yeah. yeah. yeah Sounds like it. Definitely. So, so that video, do you know when that, or that film? Well, with- I don't know what the deal is. I mean, we go b- way back, and yeah. I, we actually were uh, the other act on the bill with Jim Croce, 
the program um, that aired just before he died on Chicago Public Television, it was re-aired right afterwards because he died a couple of week or two after it was aired. And uh, it, they actually rebroadcast it nationally. We just happened to be the other act. We were the local, you know, middle kind of local flavor group. And uh, they got national recognition based on that program and became soundstage. Yep. Of course, because we were on it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we can't take credit completely. But, uh, well, originally we were cut. Yeah. yeah. Know, it was a Jim Croce memorial. There was no place for us on a Jim Croce memorial. But then they kept replaying it and showing more of us. And they'll... Yeah, so I just thought. So, yeah, we're kind of, I don't know, we've just kind of been an accident group. Um, uh, Roger Ebert used to come and see us play at the, the Bulls, got us on the cover of Midwest Magazine in 1972, and we went from being, you know, like a bunch of kids playing in a bar to, you know, stars, but we didn't know. You know, we were just, suddenly there were people lined up around the block, but, you know, you're on the cover of Midwest, so what are you going right. to do? Um, it's been fun. I mean, the, the, ba the basic thing for, for uh, maybe all of us is that uh, we love playing together. And uh, to hear ourselves again yeah. is such a delight, you know. With yeah. the professional sound guy, yeah, hi, Andy. Mr. <laughs> Andy Lavalle. We were wondering if we could have Don uh, come and join us for a yeah. tune. I'll we'll go in the green room. Don is that Go in and get the green room, yeah. They're finishing the pizza right now. Do oh, we okay. make sound effects like tock, 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 like he's walking <laughs> into the, yeah. yeah. So can. we're going to bring Don Sternberg <laughs> out. And uh, Don is, um, well, obviously doing uh, the show uh, uh, after the break, he's gonna, he and his trio are going to do a set. But he also uh, collaborates with Al Day, our guitar player, in a trio, in the Al Day Trio. Is that the name of this, this yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm his singer-songwriter charity act. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, know, so the, you know, he gives a deep sigh and then you know, makes me sound good. So it's, uh, and, uh, and it's almost as if he's here right now. Now these guys are cheating because uh, this is a song that they do in their show. Oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, yes, yeah. This is a song that <laughs> I guess that's why I'm here. I tell them what the next song is. <laughs> yeah, my job. Mike's been telling us what the next thing to do is for a long time. <laughs> But uh, Don and, and Al actually know this song, and the rest of us just learned it. So, um, but it's in our hearts. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna. This is a song about going out and you know, blowing off a little steam. You know, in my case, coming home to somebody who cares about me enough to check in the morning to see if I'm breathing. So <laughs> it goes out to her. You know, it also goes to a, an old friend who one time when we were out in the town thought it was. I was a little bit alleviated, and uh, my friends left me in a Dempster dumpster, so, which uh, I was drinking enough that I looked around where they tossed me, and I just tucked myself in and went to sleep for a while, so, so let's not go and elaborate on that, but it's okay. I'm coming home to you, but what was me? What was man? I'm coming home to you. One could breathe and the other could die. I'm coming home to you. One could sing while the other one whined. I'm coming home to you now. I stayed up too late. 
up there just hold me I need someone to care just hold me can you hear the gunshots in the night it's all I can do to feel alright I'm waiting for the morning light crashing through the kitchen door I'm coming home to you Good time, Charlie, couldn't take it anymore I'm coming home to you You were born with an itch, nowhere left to run I'm coming home to you Understand that he said, let's have a little fun I'm coming home to you I'm coming home to you No, 
wonderful. Al, put these blues. Okay. Don will know what to do. Oh, yeah. Don always knows what to do. <laughs> I, you know, Don doesn't like you to talk about him that much, but Don is one of those guys, there's a few of them, a precious few around Chicago, that guys like me hire to fill the gaping holes that we have in, in what we do musically, you know, so. Mm -hmm. uh, he's always there. He's a very much, really a gentleman about it. You go play a night with him, he'll make you feel like you actually know what you're doing. <laughs> Nikki's Blues, you've never done this one before. You don't even know anything about it. Probably have never heard it. <laughs> yeah. But Don, it's about something you know. Yeah, it's about the big note. It's about the big note. The big note is that, is that special thing. That, that, that's the big note. Yeah. Well, the, be the beautiful thing is the big note is... Anything. It could be anything. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's, 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 that, it's that wonderful thing that happens right before you shuffle off that mortal coil. It could be anything. If you're an alcoholic, it could be a drink. <laughs> you know? Oh, I just... You know, it's, it's, it's anything. You know, it's it just... You know, if you're a preacher... It would be the sound of a full church. Anyway. And you should know, this is a song by Mike over here. Mike wrote this song. When I was just a boy.
Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, folks. Yeah. We want to do one, uh, two, two more songs here for you. And, and this one is uh, a song that uh, Al wrote called Lonely. And uh, we've been doing this one for many, many years. Uh, and um, Al, maybe you can tell them a little how, I didn't realize how this song came to be written. I always thought it was, I never knew exactly, I guess, until yeah. you just told us recently. Oh, it was, uh, you know. But we had a, a dear old friend, a guy named Tom Dundee. Have you, any of you ever heard him? Uh, yeah, yeah. And Tom had a gorgeous way with the song. And so that's, that's uh, you know, I just wanted to write a song like Tom's. And I had this gorgeous ancient guitar that we all owned at one time or another. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It was, this, it was this, we thought it was a washburn. It was it weighed like a feather. It was this old Brazilian rosewood instrument, which right now I don't know why I ever let out of my hands, but, uh, and, uh, and it was all toned. So I, I got, so I had, I sat there with the guitar and tried to write a Tom Dundee song, and this is what came out. Uh, you know, I'm much more of a depressive than Tom is, so that's why this song's been like the way it is. There are so many men 
There's only one thing lonelier than harmonica, and that's mandolin. <laughs> the only, I said there's only one thing lonelier than, man, than uh, harmonica, <laughs> it's mandolin. Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping, my tears are pouring inside. That, that is a very lonely song. Hey, before we let you guys go, we don't want to let you guys go, we got to hear something about the Chicago scene. We're sitting here in Madison, Wisconsin, we have all of these... Chicago icons really here on stage. Yes, we are. So, yeah. I've always thought of myself as something like that. <laughs> uh, you will be a statue someday. There's, yeah, there's a yeah. plaque somewhere in Chicago with your name on it, I'm guessing. Yeah, with pigeon stuff on it. <laughs> you mean the Chicago scene today? The Chicago scene, actually, when you guys, well, yeah, actually, maybe both. Maybe both. What yeah, could I mean, we say? I mean, back I mean, then, I once did a benefit at the quiet night, I was just a person attending, but I knew everybody there, and I did. Um, Loudon Wainwright was there, Siegel Schwal was there, uh, Steve Goodman was there, and me and Steve did Stand By Your Man, and then a rather tipsy group of people, including Siegel Schwal and Loudon and me, did Twist and Shout. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of band champagne going around that yeah. night. and. Um, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I did get home alive, as you can see. So par pardon my ignor ignorance, but Quiet Night, that was, this is something that I'll have to go home and Google, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, quiet Night, yeah. 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 Quiet Night was Richard, Richard Harding. Richard was Harding. Responsible, uh, Richard was responsible for getting Steve Goodman and John Prine their contracts. Okay. Yeah. And used to, he used to hook people up constantly. He's also the reason that Arlo Guthrie re recorded City of New Orleans. He, got, he took... Guthrie aside when he had him in, at one night and he said, I have a song. It's for Johnny Cash. It's not for you. <laughs> and he gave it to him and just he said, let me get this through your thick skull. Johnny Cash. Get it to him. And then he recorded it. So I, Richard was, <laughs> it was a great place. And it was a really eclectic group of people who would come up. He had Gary Burton was in mm -hmm. there. Randy Newman, I used to go see him over there, but Doc Watson, Doc Watson yeah, Doc Watson. 
Yeah, Linda Ronstadt. Or, but there, one of the one of the clubs that uh, disappeared really quickly was the you know the clubs would open and close and some would be around. There was a club called the Brown Shoe, okay. and it was it gone in a flash. But the uh, but the bill I saw there was Linda Ronstadt with her band, and then Jackson Brown was the was the opener, and then the opener for both of them was Paul Pina, the one who wound up going and doing Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> and then, but and the great thing was the band was the Eagles. Wow! Yeah, wow. that was Linda. Were, and were they all really big at the time too? I mean, no, the Eagles it was just on their Eagles way up. There. They were okay. just, she was just looking around, and they did sit and and uh, we sat through. I sat through both sets, and the second set, they just they did doctor my eyes with uh, Brown, and t- took a look, and they all looked like they were getting ready to do something else. So yeah. it was, but you know, so. It was it was wonderful. You used to be able to go yeah. from all the way from Well Street straight down to Lincoln Avenue, and then you would also shoot over into the Gold Coast. And we all knew each other. You mm-hmm. just you get up in the night, you do your job, and then you caught up with everybody else. It was a time when the recording industry was out of our re- all of our reach. Mm-hmm. And Don, I'm sure remembers this too. You had to just hang out with your mus- musical friends. And you went to all the open stages. Yeah. You ran into professional. You know, Goodman would show up at open stages, uh, where we were at open stages. And then we'd yeah. do be, be doing gigs, and someone would show up and sit in. But it was all real live. It was like real life, like real people hanging out, just like you guys are here tonight. Uh, and the recording thing and the CD, and there was no such thing. Right. So we were just musicians trying to make music. And we were finding every excuse to play anywhere we could. And like Al said, we all knew each other. So it was breakfast. You'd get four or five people together at noon for breakfast, right? And, uh, you know, and then you'd be hanging out. Al and I used to play Bach fugues on the cello and classical guitar. We'd destroy them and laugh. So, and then go gig at night until, you know. It was a, a great time, I think. Uh, for me, it was. A, yeah. a very vibrant relationships, uh, relationships with the audience, uh, creative kind of mixing. We were all rubbing off on each other and trying to do things. Uh, together and separately, but influenced by each other. Yeah, cool. we, we all liked what each other did. And, and, uh, I mean, I met Don when he was with, with his brother in his old band, the Morgan Brothers. And uh, we, we, we met each other at the Kingston Mines, which was no, notorious for stiffing all of its acts. That you would get paid with a check, and it really wouldn't be worth anything. Uh-huh. So. And you knew it? Well, you know, that we were... We I suppose you always hoped every week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe it, I won't it got her. Well, I think what uh, the guy who uh, was running was Doc Pellegrino, which, frighteningly enough, he turned out to actually have been a medical doctor. And, uh, <laughs> he, used to, he was like this older guy, and he had a wig. And he had a wig. It was a Prince Valiant wig, a black Prince Valiant wig, and he had like real thick glasses. And and he finally, it's still around. The Kingston Mines is a blues room, and that's what got it on us. Because the mm-hmm. blues players, you know, would, you know, I, I think one of the guys they wore guns. wrote a check <laughs> and uh, one of the blues guys buried the check in a table with a, with a knife he pulled out <laughs> and knocked yeah. out him cash. And, right. and I think uh, it was uh, uh, an unnamed woman blues singer used to keep a pistol in her purse and he wrote a check out and she demanded her purse and, uh, and she got cash. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so that was it. You know, but, uh, I don't know. There's all ton of stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, uh, 
I miss it, and I'm glad I'm alive. <laughs> how, is it, how is it now down there? It was, uh, Patty and I live up here. This is a commuting band, basically. Uh, what's the folk scene like now down there? You no, know, it, it's sparse. You know, it's, it's, there's, not a, there's not a real close-knit community. It's, it's, it's a different thing. You know, it's, there is one club that I really like around, in Evanston called Space, and that people are sort of congregating around it, but it's got a little taste of it. And the place we were just playing... Uh, uh, John Devon's place, World Music Company, had the same feel, you know. You yeah. know and it's it's a mixture of everything. That, you know, it's a little bit of jazz. Uh, uh, you know, a little bit of everything comes in. It's it's good when it's when there's a, a, a mixture of genres coming in. You know, it keeps everybody awake and honest. Mm -hmm. and I like agree. Yeah. I think there's elements of that happening today too. We see it occasionally. We've got some some young friends who are great songwriters here in town, and and there's like one little club that they all congregate at, and it's just phenomenal. It's a great scene. It's not a big scene, but it's great. Yeah. You know, and I'd love to see that happening. Yeah. No, by the way, none of you guys are packing tonight, are you? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Just checking. Never mind. Yeah. I'd never tell. <laughs> yeah, Patty's got an accordion. Oh no. <laughs> But Mike and Patty McDougall play here in town in Madison, right? And we've known them for for several years, and and uh, we do the actually we have kind of created our own little folk scene here by uh, approaching coffee houses and asking them, please let us play. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys don't do the typical uh, coffee house scene. You guys do a pass the hat kind of thing. Yes. But you guys pack the places and do a big a good show. It's generally and, yeah. good, and so we have several folks here who we've seen many times. We're grateful to see you here. But yeah, I mean, basically, I have to tell you, uh, we did split up for 35 years. Patty and I played over on Lakeside at what was called Bodhisattva. And it was the first time Patty just sat in with me. And she sat in with me as a duo. She had never played before 12 years ago. And uh, I heard Mississippi Flanagan, just hearing Patty backing me up. Yeah. And uh, so there's this sort of connection up here for us to be playing for folks in Madison. And we've always felt we were showing. Madison, a little taste of Flanagan. And so now here it actually is here. And we've played a number of gig gigs up here as a quartet now, in addition to Patty and I playing almost every week, much like you and Mary. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a delight. And it's nice to see it expand just a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, after playing four days in a row, we're kind of sick of each other. <laughs> so um, we'll see all of you about 35 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, you know. <laughs> this is Al Day, Midge Brzezowski, Mike and Patty McDougall, and Mr. Don Sternberg. You want to hear one more? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Papa was my very best friend Every time he came to town Still and all I grew up tall A proud boy with no name Still and all I began to fall Into my daddy's shame Saying, whoa, mama Whoa, oh, mama Oh, mama I'm coming back home again My devil they were many, my devils, they were but one. My life had been so very short, it had hardly yet begun. And all the time and the broken rhyme, 
yesterday And all the time of the lazy crime I spent in the getaway Flanagan, Al Day, Mitch Bozowski, Mike McDougall, Patty McDougall, and Don Sternberg. Thank you so much for coming down. Please stick around for Don Sternberg. Uh, special thanks to Mr. Andy Lavalley, our podcast producer and front of house engineer from Bear Sound. M Nick McNeese, our assistant engineer. Special thanks to Dave Fallow, Jim and Nancy Nakora, Harmonious Whale, for helping us get the word out. WRT 89.9 FM, where you can also find us on Friday nights here in Madison. Uh, Mr. John Fabke, Chris Powers, John Craniac, Spruce Tree Music, B-Side Records, Orange Tree Imports, and of course the Brink Lounge. Thank you for coming tonight.